What's going on, San Angelo, Texas? Welcome to episode 39, season three of Talking Throws Podcast, Texas Style. I'm Coach Jason. And I'm Coach Janelle. And we're Throws Coaches with the Track Club, the Thorn Factory. Uh, remind everybody that we're doing in-person lessons, FaceTime lessons, or even video assessments. Uh, you can go to thornfactory.com to get information on, on how that works. Also, we're doing recruiting for the summer. Uh, track season so if you're looking to join a fun exciting club with some great throwers and I guess some pretty decent coaching then you know, jump on board you can contact me at the throwing factory at mail.com or if you're looking for uh, coach Zach at north at the thorn factory or coach Jarvis east at the thorn factory you can reach out to those two guys through social media our sponsors for season three is Texas track and field coaches association you can go to ttfca.org, ttfca.org for the latest news in te- Texas track and field. Remind everybody the Meet of Champions will be coming out in May. Uh, go to the site to check out the standards on how to get in and, and what that in details. Also, uh, fourthrows.com, quality implements, price right. Go to fourthrows.com, use the code TALKINGTHROWS20 to get 20% off. Also, be on the lookout for fourthrows.com interviews, highlighting throwers in the state of Texas. Uh, we've had some big success with that. So if you have anybody in your area that you think that needs to be on, um, send them send them the information our way and we'll reach out to them and try to schedule a, a, a Zoom conference or maybe even a, a live one. PortaCircle.com, making throwing, throwing more accessible. Go to Porta-Circle.com, use the code TALKINGTHROWS10 to get 10% off. And then finally, ReadyUp Athletic Development. ReadyUp offers team consulting, semi-private, private strength and conditioning in the greater Austin, Texas area. You can contact owner Zach Phillips at 512-507-8347. That's 512-507-8347. Or you can go to his website at readyupad.com, readyupad. But also be on the lookout on ReadyUp on Instagram, but also Facebook. And then also big shout out to Big Frogs. Collie Bill handles all the printing and embroidering for the phone factory. On uh, episode 39, our guest, uh, Daisy Osakaway, was born in Torrent, Italy. Uh, she attended college at Angelo State University in San Angelo, Texas. Uh, she is the reigning NCAA Division II record holder in the discus with a mark of 201 feet, 4 inches, set in April of 2019. She is a seven-time All-American in shot put and discus. She's also second-team All-American in high jump. And in 2018, she represented Italy in the European Games in Berlin, where she placed fifth. Very excited to hear from her. Please welcome to the show, to episode 39, Daisy Osakaway. How in the world did you ever pick up a discus and start throwing that? Air high jumping or any of the other great stuff you've done? Um, So basically... Uh, it's funny because I did a lot of different sports when I was younger. I played uh, tennis. I played volleyball, basketball. You name it, I did it. Um, but then during middle school, I started participating in like the school games that we have in Italy. Uh, we call it like, yeah, student I don't know how to call it, but it's between students of all different like uh, middle schools. And one of the professors that we had was like, oh, you shouldn't be playing tennis. You're wasted for that. Come on, you know, come and do track. And I was running and then I did the orders and I, it was super fun. But then I don't know how, but my actual coach right now back home in Italy, Maria Marello, she was like, mm, you shouldn't be doing the orders. I think you should be a thrower. And I was like, how does this lady expect me to throw with disc? And I was skinnier than what I was now. And I was like, are you blind? Like, <laughs> you might be sick, but I have no idea what she saw in me, but she was right. Like, I just fell in love with discus, weird, because the first times were nightmares. The disc basically never left the cage. It will always go in places that I wasn't expecting. Like, I would say, yeah, go there in the center and we literally go. Wow. Wow. So, so just for clarification, the, your current throwing coach that you have currently, it was your th- current throwing coach when you were in junior high, kind of founded you. Yeah. So in Italy, it works a little bit differently. Okay. So basically, you have clubs where you compete at, uh-huh. and then, of course, you have schools. So I got into track t- thanks to my school games. 
But then that professor, his name was Giorgio Griseri. He was like, you have to start doing like track for real. And he used to like let us uh, train at the facility of this club where my actual coach now is like the uh, head coach. So okay. it was, it's, it's a puzzle. Like I, I feel like my life is just like a roller coaster. And every step that I get to, I find someone different that's like going to influence my life positively. So I was just lucky. Wow. Do you remember the first time you met her and, and kind of how that day went and what kind of her instructions were for you that day? Okay. So funny enough, I literally started the first time I threw the disc, it was for like a like conference, let's say, uh -huh. it was like a, a team championship that we have back home, a club championships. So she was like, you know what, we need someone to cover disc. Uh, you're tall enough, you can do it. And I was like, still, like, I'm an ordler. What are these people doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever, let's try. It's fun. And it wasn't too bad. And then uh, the at the end of the year, I qualified for the national uh, championships. And... I got hurt, so I wasn't able to run anymore because, I mean, I was growing and my, mm -hmm. apparently my feet weren't strong enough to like, <laughs> like follow my steps. And so she was like, okay, let's try and compete for discus. And that was 2013. And that's when I won my first Italian championships in the discus. Wow. And, and then she was like, I told you so. And I was like, <laughs> hey, maybe you were right. Let's try this thing. <laughs> so I, I'm curious. So when you were in middle school and stuff, and then 2013, do y'all throw the 1K over there? Yes, we, the do, 1K? we do. We 1K. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, I think it's uh, complicated to explain. Because of course, like, just like here, there are not that many events that you're able to do with the school. So mm -hmm. sometimes they just literally take you to the competition and be like, okay, you just have to put yourself here. We will sign you on for this, just throw. But luckily for me, I was just a sprinter. So it was like relay, um, 100 orders and stuff like that. But then um, I had the possibility to train twice a week at the club facility in the afternoon after school. And that's when I started like trying to do different things. Like also I jump, shot put and long jump and whatsoever. Wow. What was your support from your parents? Were your parents like, go try everything or are kind of like, no, we want you to kind of just oh. stick to the hurdling or anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel so bad for my mom. She had such a hard time from all my transitions. So uh, at the beginning, whenever I started doing sports when I was younger and I started like martial arts, my dad was really happy because it was uh, he did judo and he was in Nigerian team. He went to Commonwealth and stuff like that. So oh, it was wow, an international okay. athlete. And my mom wanted, ten, wanted me to play tennis. So I played tennis for six years. And then from out of the blue, I told mom, I'm tired. So my mom was not happy. Oh, no. <laughs> she was not happy. And then when I started doing the hurdles, she was like, okay, you're good. Uh, I remember that I qualified for the world championships under 18. So like, she was like, okay, you can do this. And then out of the blue again, I want to do discus. And she's like, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? And it wasn't easy at the beginning because she, my mom is a very stubborn woman. She mm -hmm. grew up, uh, my grandpa was a, a soldier it was like no mm. so my mom is very strict so she was like no and i was like but no maybe no there's no maybe there's no gray areas it's black or white oh. so it was difficult to like get her you know a blessing if you want to call it like that because of course uh i mean objectively i was really smaller uh, <laughs> compared to all my competitors and of course she was like I don't want you to start something and then get frustrated that you can, uh, you know, do as good as others. So I, I guess that was more of like what she was scared about. But then I was able to prove her wrong and be like, mom, <laughs> I got this. Check this out, mom. Yes. At an early age, what was it about the discus that kind of, that you were kind of drawn to? You know what I'm saying? Was it something that you just kind of had to work out? And it was like, oh, I'm good at this. I'm going to keep doing it. Or was it something like, oh, I'm drawn to this. I love this. I'm intrigued by how to, how to make this thing fly. I have to be totally honest. 
I was just happy that at discus practices, we didn't have to run. <laughs> no running. All right. I'm, I'm honest because I was a, I was a hardler. So, and I did the relay. So every time, like I used to wait running more than 200 meters and I'd be like, no, this is too much for me. I will hyperventilate. And I was like, no, I can't. So I would go to throw and it was just like, uh, body like body weight exercises med balls and whatsoever and i love that type of exercises i love working with my core i love like doing all circuits and stuff like that so that's mostly what intrigued me the most and then i was so um i mean i think i fell in love watching competitions um because uh, also those same years uh with the school games we go to uh rome for the national championships mm-hmm. and we have the opportunity to uh, go watch the diamond league the rome diamond league mm-hmm. so that's when i started looking at the throwers and i was like oh this is so cool and then you like see people like yelling why they like if the throw goes far and i was like Ooh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I was like, oh, I want to throw fart as well. I want to feel that uh, electricity while I do an event. And I think that our event is difficult mentally because it's not like 30 seconds or like whatever. It's It could be even an hour where you have to be concentrated. But I love the fact that if you maybe do a mistake once, you have other two tries, no matter what, to like do better. Like, I love that because everybody knows <laughs> that sometimes I wake up too late <laughs> in the competition and it takes me maybe one or two throws before I'm like, okay, now go. <laughs> <laughs> how, at an early age, what were some kind of the marks? Like, how far were you throwing? you know, like in middle school or even high school? Okay, so I remember throwing around 30 meters in middle school. And then in 2013, when I won the Italian championships, I appeared with like 41. It wasn't 41 meters. It wasn't great, but it was enough to win the Italian junior championships. And then the years after... It was a little complicated because um, I need to. I had to learn the technique for real and like you know try to understand what my body had to do while moving and stuff. It, it's hard. Like people yeah. do not understand how hard it is to like control that uh, velocity, uh, explosion, harmony, and it's complicated. But let's say that it it took me some time because let's say that. Seriously, I started in 2014 and then I started to throw like 43, 45, 46 meters, 47, and now six, seven years, no, six years after I was able to throw 60 meters. So yeah, it took a long time, but I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so starting those beginning days that you're uh, coach Maria, Mary? Maria? Yeah, Maria Marello. Maria. I'll just we say all Maria. Call her Mary Lou. <laughs> Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Mary Lou. All right. Okay. <laughs> was, was Mary Lou pretty stingent on giving you a strong foundation technically in your throw? Oh, yes. I do love her approach. I feel like her approach was the best for my type of physique and my type of, like, um, you know, talents, uh-huh. if you want to call it like that. I. Differently from most of my peers, I did not work like in the gym. Like I did not lift until I was like 21, uh-huh. 21. That's when I started lifting. She wanted me to like grow normally, uh, to follow my body. She we did a lot of circuits, core, ah, med balls. Like no matter what, you are 300 med balls before you started working out. Oh, wow. Like, every day. And Right now I'm happy because it gave me the strength on my core. It created like that uh, explosiveness that it's helpful when I throw. Uh, I'm still weak. I'm working on it. (laughs) 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 But I'm working on it and I feel like it's a different approach, but it worked. Gotcha. At what point did you start thinking about coming into the States and maybe pursue college and throwing in college or, or did somebody reach out to you first from the U S you know, and hear, hear about you after your uh, 2013 accomplishments. So at the beginning, not many people that contacted me cause I wasn't that great. Like uh, I was throwing between 45 and sometimes 50 meters. So I knew that I wasn't uh, a great prospect for uh, 
you know, coaches in the U.S. Uh-huh. But I always wanted to go study in the U.S. Have family here in Texas, in Houston. Uh, oh. family that live in Houston, Katy, Sugarland, and stuff like that. So okay. Texas okay. Is, is always is always been like a part of me. And then I had some offers when I started throwing around 50, 51 meters. And then my the coach that was here before Nate Janesy, it was the one that contacted me on the, on Facebook and was like, "Would you like to come to Angela State?" And uh, my parents were like, "Kind of sketchy. There's no picture on his uh, Facebook profile." <laughs> and then my godfather came to Angelo, like to like control the situation and see if it was all legit without uh-huh. nobody knowing that he was here. And he was like, "Yeah." The school is good. It looks nice. Uh, you can tell Daisy that she can come over. And in four months, we did everything. And I came to Angelo. And I think that is was one of the best decisions ever. It was hard, but it was really good. Like, wow, I mean, where we got to. <laughs> did, do you remember what Nate said in that Facebook message that kind of intrigued you about, did you, did you know San Angelo, Texas? Did you know Angelo State or anything about that? I had no idea this place existed. I was wondering why a town that sounds Italian was in Texas. <laughs> so, absolutely. I thought it was a scam. And then he was like, uh, so I remember that he was like, Oh, so I saw you in the in the list of the best 50 throwers in the world. And I saw some videos of you throwing. I think that you have a lot to improve. Uh, so like on the long run, I think it could be a good, pro- you could be a good prospect. And I was like, oh, wow. This stalker, like, did he go did he find videos of me? Like, yeah. what is this? Like, that's why me and my parents were like, oh. And of course, with the, the the difference of hours, whenever he sent me the message, maybe he thought it was like 4 p.m. here or like 6 or 7 p.m. But it was like 2 a.m. back home in Italy. And oh. I was like, write to me at 2 a.m. Say that I've seen your videos. Yeah. <laughs> he was really bored in San Angelo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. But yeah, he was, he was a great recruiter. Like, I feel like... Uh, I am lucky that he had the different um, way of recruiting compared to other coaches. He didn't like look at the results and be like, okay, uh, she's not good. 50 meters, that's nothing. Uh, he actually looked at, you know, took his time to look at the video and see that if there was something to improve. And he was right, because in the four years that I've been here now, almost five, I've improved technically a lot. So he was right. And I don't know. It's and that's why I'm telling you, like it's a role. My life is a yeah. role, sister, but I just have the right people. Did you yeah. have anybody else reach out to you and kind of and draw some interest from other schools? Okay, before Angelo, yes, I remember uh, ACU, like okay. a year before, but my parents couldn't couldn't afford it, so they were like, "I'm sorry, Daisy," and I was like, "It's fine, it's fine, no problem." Uh, my dad was like. If it's asked to happen, it will happen. And I remember that when ACU contacted me, I was still in high school anyways, because in Italy is different. Mm-hmm. We graduate a little bit later than you guys. So roller coaster. And I was lucky. <laughs> so so he reaches out to you, Angelo State. You decide, you talk as a family, you decide that's where you're going to go, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. It was, so- it was There were tough months because, of course, uh, my parents were scared to just let me go. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they were like, you know what? Your, your godfather is like five hours away. If nothing, if anything happens, he's going to be there to help you. And honestly, I needed to change hair. Uh, my coach too was super supportive. One of my uh, teammates, I call her my mentor. Her name is Zarabani. She was an Olympian in the javelin throw. Uh, and she was like, Daisy, you're young. You need to uh, gain experiences. You need to like, you know, realize that the world is big and there are other people out there. And she was like, go. Maybe you, you can go just for a year. And if you don't like it, you come back home. We're not living here. So we're going to be back here. And But they were the ones pushing me to go. And I was like, okay, let's try it. I spent my first two months crying in my dorm. But <laughs> <laughs> after that, I got used to this place. 
what what was your first impression of meeting Nate over the what was Nate's last name again? Uh Janazi. Janazi. Okay. Yeah. What was your first impression of him meeting him face to face? And then, you know, your first impression of San Angelo, you know, driving in from the airport or <laughs> okay. Okay. Funny funny thing. Um my first day I should have got like I think my date for to get to San Angelo was like the 8th of January or something like that, 2017. But I got here the 9th of January, 2017, because I lost my connecting flight in New York. Oh, no. That was the most horrible situation ever. So imagine me first time going to the U.S. and like doing all the situ- immigration situation with my visa, no visa, having my of course, like I, I travel lighter now, but I had like my backpack, had my hand luggage. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I got this. But the New York airport is big. Yes. It took me like 30 minutes to get from one side to the other one. And when I got there, they were like, I'm sorry, we can't help you. You have to book another flight. And of course, it was too late back home. My parents were sleeping and my phone wasn't working because my phone was oh, no. dead. And I didn't have like the American charge. It was... Oh, no. it was I was crying at the airport no what <laughs> and I was so lucky because some of like the um people around there like of the I don't even remember what airline it was but they saw me crying they're like are you okay no I'm stranded <laughs> in New York I don't know what to do I can call my parents and they're like where are you from and I was like Italy and where are you going <laughs> To Angelo, <laughs> I was trying to contact, and they were, of course, they didn't know where San Angelo was. Right. I was like, how don't you know where San Angelo is? It's in the U.S. You should know. And they're like, mm. and I was trying to contact Coach Nate to tell him, like, look, I lost my flight. I won't be there. Don't come and pick me up at um, Dallas and stuff like that. And the guys had to leave because they had a competition in Pittsburgh. So it was oh crazy. wow crazy. And when I got to the um, on campus, it was like a Sunday. I should have got here on Saturday, but it was Sunday. So I didn't even know like the times for like the calf or like, I, it was messy, but it's funny now if I think about it. <laughs> I, I literally was in my little room just crying and I was like, oh, my laptop is dead. I don't have a charger for my laptop. <laughs> it was funny. Was that your first time ever seeing an oil well and and all that stuff out in West Texas like that? That had to be yes. totally different. I mean, I wasn't Houston before, but Houston, oh, okay. you know, it's a it's a big city, and you know, yeah. Sugarland is nice, and it's it's not West Texas. So <laughs> when I got here, I was like, "Is there anyone else except me here?" <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, how does this work? Uh, And then I remember seeing the deers the first time and I was like, where am I? Like, (laughs) what did I sign up for? Like, what about the first big windstorm? How was that when all the dirt blows everywhere? (laughs) My allergies were going everywhere. Oh, wow. I was like, Okay, it looks like Walker, <laughs> Texas Ranger. So, <laughs> I guess I'm in Texas. That's yeah. Right. But, mm, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, except that I was lucky. Like the teammates that I I met here, there was like a little group of Europeans that were super nice to me. Okay. And kind of showed me all around, and I met all the other my other teammates, and it was. It was funny though. The first time my teammates saw me, they were like, "So you're the new sprinter?" And I was like, "No, I'm a thrower." And they're like, "You're too skinny for that." I was like, "Come on, support me!" But no, I was I was lucky. I just keep saying that I was I'm lucky and blessed. Yeah. So what what is so you you get that first year you overcome the travel issues you're there with you meet coach Nate they get back from Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know what was that first couple of days like with him training and maybe changing some stuff with your technique was it a big transition where you went from somebody you were very comfortable with since you were a youth to changing coaches? Um so that was my biggest fear that I would like get to someone that does not understand me and maybe it was like 
just go to, you know, you have to leave to do stuff like that. But I was lucky that coach Nate is a very open-minded person mm -hmm. and uh, he uh, adds a lot of respect uh, now still for my coach, Mary Lou. Yeah. Uh, Mary Lou was the old Italian record holder and she was trained by Silvano Simeon. Mm -hmm. And uh, Silvano Simeon was one of the best disc throwers we had in Italy, a uh, great friend of Mac Wilkins. So let's say that uh, Coach Nate respected my coach a lot. Gotcha. They worked together. Like, I feel like they really, really had a very great symbiosis. They talked a lot. They, they tried to understand what was the best approach for me. Uh, he tried to see where I was already. He wanted to know my workouts back home, how things were working. Because, of course, he didn't want to come in uh, a work in progress and put his inputs that maybe will, like, you know, slower or maybe ruin the work in progress. Yes. So like, I want this to be a, a united job. And my coach came to visit in the U.S. They're like, they were like best friends. My coach and coach All good. Like super nice together. And like 2019, Coach Nate came to Doha at the World Championships. And he was oh, with wow. the Italian Federation and with Mary Lou, my coach. They were like, okay, you guys do what you want to do and tell me what I have to do and I'll trust you. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> so, awesome. No, I'm, that's why I'm telling you, like, I'm, I was very lucky and blessed, like, the people that mentor me, that coach me, that advise me on a, on a daily are the best people that you could ask for because they do what they do uh, for my best, not for my, your personal uh, advantage or stuff like that. Gotcha. So, so you're, you're at Angelo State. When did you realize you kind of belonged there, maybe on a national level? Because you probably didn't, weren't familiar with marks and stuff that how they do stuff in the state. You know, being a Division Two, were you like walking to your meets confident every time you were going to win this and have new PRs? Or was it some, a whole new experience? Oh, it was a whole new experience. I love the fact that I was uh, competing against new people. Yeah. Uh, back home in Italy gets you get used of the, you know, of the people you compete with. It's just the same, uh, you know, most of them are your friends. Yes. You compete and you go eat all together and stuff like that. And I was here and it was all different and uh, the people were different. The, the atmosphere was different. Mm. I love our team because no matter what, they all used to support I, there were people that had no idea what discus was, but they were just there yelling, go Daisy, go Daisy, go. So it was just beautiful for me that there was just like this unity in the team and and just hearing people hyping me up. I was just like, oh, wow. Like before, I mean, the only time that I felt that way uh, was in the US. And then whenever I went to the European Championships in Berlin, uh, at the in the finals when there were like 16,000 spectators that was like the second time I felt that type of like electricity and that uh, awesome. energy coming from others so I feel like yeah that was one of the biggest things having people watching you while you compete and cheering for you like loud like very very loud got you what was the first what was the, your seven time all-american do you remember that first time you made all-american status um, I think it was during my freshman year okay. uh, at the, at, in Florida, outdoor nationals, I think so. In the I remember my, yeah, in the discus, because I remember my first year, I didn't qualify in shot, but my okay. PR was like 13 meters 80. It was, it was pretty, I mean, pretty short. I wasn't, <laughs> I was, I mean, I was skinny, so I didn't have that much strength. Yeah. Ink, but I didn't have strength. And I remember not doing indoors, but doing outdoors. And I got sick the day before of the meet. Oh, I wow. got with a fever, like 101. It was crazy. But I, I was still able to get forward. And, of course, my first idea was like, oh, I lost. Um, I'm bad and stuff like that. And everyone was like, you're all American. Like, be happy and I was like it's all American like what <laughs> and so they explained everything and I was like oh okay I can go back home with a smile <laughs> so, yeah 
Now, were you throwing shot put and discus on a regular basis in both your beats or meets, or would you, you kind of just, you know, do shot put once every couple of weeks? Well, how was that training implemented into your discus? Uh, yeah, in the U.S. or back home in Italy? Here, here in Angelo State. Uh, so we used to do alternate. Uh, we in one okay, day okay. You do discus, the next day you do shot, just to like let your system like, uh, you know, change a little and don't, you know, because I feel like sometimes when you do the same thing every day, your body does not realize what's the most important thing that you have to like keep in like, you know, like muscle memory. Yes. And just like takes everything. And sometimes it takes the mistakes as well. So if you like give your body the time to like, you know, adapt by doing something different, um, it helps your body. And I also think that shot put and discus are, uh, are related. Like the finals is the same thing. I'm, I'm a, I glide. So mm -hmm. I need to get to the final, have a nice block and throw. The same thing with the discus. I need to get to the final, have a nice block and throw. So they kind of helped each other. Oh, did you ever experiment with rotational shot put? No. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. It's no. not for me. It's not, I, don't, I don't think I'll be as effective as other throwers. With gotcha. the, uh, with the rotation. And I also feel probably, cause I'm definitely gonna try and throw it as a disc and hurt myself. Like yeah. 100% sure. So. Yeah. Nate never tried to introduce you to a uh, hammer or uh, any uh, javelin or anything? Javelin. We did javelin. Mm -mm, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we did do hammer and it was fun. It was for conference and uh, had fun competing. Uh, but it was my, I remember it was my freshman year and I didn't get in the first eight. So I didn't have no points. And then um, as a team, we lost for like two points, something like that. So we were all devastated. We were like, no. And I was like, I should have thrown better in hammer when I've got those two points. And everyone was like, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I did Emmer and it's fun, but I'm not as good as yeah. I just do like a one turn, two one turn. turn, and that's it. I feel like my feet do not work in the right gotcha. way. Gotcha. Gotcha. The Texas Track and Field Coaches Association makes every effort to advocate for the coaches and athletes in Texas through promotion lobbying efforts and the organization of the state's number one track and field coaches clinic and the postseason meet of champions the texas track and field coaches association is 100 percent behind the coaches and athletes in texas join the texas track and field coaches association and help us continue as the voice for track and field in texas all information regarding the ttfca can be found at www.ttfca.org. Hey, how was your transition to um, school in the States at Angelo State, going from Italy to a college system in America? That had to be quite an adjustment. I actually have to say that I loved it because okay. I was coming from a year and a half of like a law school. I was in law school in Italy before oh. I transferred here. Were you really? Wow. Yeah. And back home in Italy, uh, law school is different from here. So basically you finish high school, you get into law school and it's five years and then you graduate and whatsoever. So I did a year and a half of stressful because uh, I used to go to class from 8 a.m. to like 4 p.m. and then go to work. I used to work back home in Italy and then after work, go to practice maybe like from 8.30, 9.30 p.m. to like 10 and then go back home and then do the same thing every day. So it was kind of stressful for me. I didn't really uh, like, like it too much. I feel like I didn't have time to dedicate uh, to both things in the right way. Because of course I was trying to do uh, school more because I really, really cared about my education. And I think it's one of the most important things, but I also wanted to do good in track. So I feel like I didn't have time to like, give all I had for both my passions but when I got here in the U.S. I love the fact that at two o'clock no matter what I was done and I could have lunch and then just think about practice and and then have the time to go home take a shower have dinner and then study so I just felt like 
creating that balance, that routine was so helpful for me. Uh, school was complicated at the beginning because professors were speaking so fast. And I was like, I, I think I know English. I'm not bad in English, but I don't know what you're saying. It's <laughs> 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 possible. So, but yeah, except that it, it was more of a positive thing than a negative thing coming here. And you must be an excellent student, I would assume, since you did some law school. <laughs> I try. I try. I am not as good as others because I try to balance my things. So sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like a 4.0 4. GPA student. I'm a 3.8. Hey, so that's, that's I, good. I, I try. But, you know, I just, I just love it. I just love having those two things for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk about that big mark that you hit breaking the NCAA division two record in the discus. Wow. You know, and you've actually broken it twice, right? Am I right on that? Uh, maybe more than twice. <laughs> more than twice. Okay. Because okay. no, it's funny. Like, let's say that at the beginning, because I remember that Coach Nate was like, okay, you have to break the D2 record. And it was like, I remember it was like 57, something like that. Mm-hmm. And whenever I broke it the first time, it was like, great. But then I kept having PRs, right? Like 58, 59, 60, 60, 60 something, 61. And everyone, every time everyone was like, oh, the D2 record, the D2 record. I was like, yeah, but it was already mine. So <laughs> I just felt like, <laughs> you know, two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was weird it was a very nice experience i remember uh the lady that had the the record before sent me a wonderful email when i broke a record and awesome. she sent an email to coach nate to coach uh, reed that's our at i mean athletic director here at angelo just expressing how happy she was for me and and just spreading love and wishing me well for the future and that's one of the things that i loved as well like that energy of having like old uh talents uh cheering for you and you mm-hmm. know kind of like sending you their energy it was a very beautiful beautiful feeling wow are you are you a, are, you said you struggled earlier so are you one of those person that just whether if you bomb or scratch those first two throws on that third throw to get the finals are you you seem like your person that kind of rises to the occasion is that true I mean, I I feel like that. I have okay. to say that I had um, some um, some competitions where that didn't work as good uh-huh. for me. Uh, like at the World Championships, I I blacked out. I did my first throw. It didn't come at like how I expected. I'm very strict with myself, so uh-huh. I always want perfection for myself. And I do not like when things do not come as I want because mm. I, I I put so much in it. So I, I get angry with myself if things don't come the right way. And I remember our Worlds, the first throw was like a 57 meter something. Um, it came out from like my pinky. It was, it, it, it wasn't nice, but the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, you're a failure. And oh. that's it. So I wasn't able to like, uh, you know, process the team as fast as possible in order for me to do better in the other two throws. The other two throws were scratched because my mind was just out. But in other competitions, like um, always 2019, um, at the World University Games, when I PR the game, uh, my qualification went really bad and I wasn't feeling it. But then I got to the finals and I was like, you know what, cancel, reset. We're gonna we're gonna go now and have fun. Um, and I was competing with one of my friends, uh, Claudine Bita, the German girl. Mm-hmm. And she's always been someone that I love watching because she's so strong and she just won everything since she was young. European Championship, World Champion, you name it, she won all of that. So competing with her and she like you know, good luck, girl, let's do it. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like my third throw, I threw the 61 and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yes, we're about to have fun now. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, sometimes I go crazy and get all energized, but it depends. Did, did your parents get to come watch you throw at a lot of your college mates or were they there for that one? Uh, unfortunately, 
my parents never came here in the U.S. to come watch me play. I mean, a throw, but my mom, my mom followed me everywhere in Italy. Uh, the World University okay. game, she was there. Okay. Uh, awesome. It's so funny. There's like a video of her. And after I throw and I'm like just yelling, going crazy, she's like running up, <laughs> up and down and then the cameras are following her. She's like, Daisy, Daisy. <laughs> and then when they say the mark, she literally just like, she just like <laughs> fell almost. She was like, no way. <laughs> so yeah, my mom, she's my number one fan, even though she would like me to go back and play tennis. <laughs> still she after all like, this she still wants you to play tennis sometimes she still talks about it you know like because sometimes i play here with some of my friends with the mm -hmm. you know the the facilities that we have and i tell her she'd be like mm, don't talk mm -hmm. to me about tennis like, yeah sorry mom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> well you've you've definitely thrown at amazing lengths at the at the best competitions in the world that's for sure and coach nate's always kind of been there but it's my understanding now he's no longer there right no he's no longer angelo but he helps as he can and okay. I, I appreciate that him and my coach are are still working together because when i got here uh we had the we had the a project right like you know doing the european championship the world championship and the olympics mm -hmm. so him and my coach talked a lot about this plan. Uh, now uh, he's not around anymore. Now I work with Tim Miller. He's yeah, Tim Miller. New coach here. And he's trying to help as well. So I appreciate that. And I mean, it's complicated. It's weird because it was a lot of changes and then the coronavirus and whatsoever. But as I said before, I'm just lucky. I just have a very good um, good group of people that like uh, help me out in my moments of need so i feel confident about the future so our first opener for the season was good so i just cross my fingers <laughs> and it just well, opened it to go this, this past last summer in 2019 you threw a pr 61 69 meters right is that yes at the world university games yeah, yeah oh that okay the world university games yeah that was it okay i wouldn't i wouldn't show the the, the name of the meet or anything like yeah. that oh uh, yeah <laughs> what what is it like you know coming from going from angelo state to that d2 school you know kind of back and forth there has to be a mental change there right there is like um it was I don't know. I was coming back from, uh, I was coming to Angelo with a different type of routine, right? For like yeah. training and competitions were different. We didn't comp we compete maybe once every two or three weeks, but here in Angelo, every weekend we're going to compete and we're yes. going to do good. And you have like conference that you have to think about. You have nationals that you have to think about. And then when everything is done, I literally go back home to Italy in the end of May, beginning of June. And that's when the season starts in Italy, usually. Oh, so I'm okay. just like, <laughs> like, I need to go. And I honestly feel like that was that's the best for me because I'm a person oh. that loves energy. Mm -hmm. So having that, okay, constant competition always and have to like give my 101% every time just gives me that extra strength that extra craziness uh, <laughs> uh, that okay. helps me a lot uh, yeah what i'm curious about something and because i want to ask this very technical question what is your cues now because with your status and your size and you said earlier you're not that strong how are you able to generate so much speed and power into the object and the release of that discus. What what are your cues mentally that you kind of look for or feel for, you know, to be able to throw that far? Feeling, uh, feeling and timing. Uh, timing is very important because um, I'm luckily very explosive and mm -hmm. awe. So that kind of helps me to like, you know, uh, give a very nice, uh, you know, uh, pull to the disc. But at the same time, I have to be patient enough to release it at the right time. Like um, my feet always have to be in the ground. I have to feel the concrete under me. And that's when I know, okay, flick and the disc is going. So I feel like it's a lot of technical stuff. Like I'm... Um, luckily and unluckily not that strong. So I need to work on my technique. I need to work on my speed. I run a lot. I, 
I sprint a lot. I do a lot of like uh, core exercises. I work my explosiveness. I probably work more outside the gym than actually the lifting part because that's the type of like characteristics that I have. So I guess that what helps me uh, that I have more technique maybe compared to others and I control my, my speed because sometimes I'm too fast and I have no idea where the disc is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But if I got a little bit slower, if I follow all the little steps of like, you know, the ABC of discus, I'm able to throw as I want. Gotcha. Gotcha. So how in the heck did high jumping come into this thing as well? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're, I would, if you're that good, I, I think it comes Mary Lou's like high jump. She's not going to fall on that shoulder. No, no. <laughs> okay. So, uh, back home, um, always like, uh, for uh, like conference in Italy, we did like the heptathlon and, uh, uh-huh. you know, the multi-events. So I used to do that, but I was awful in the 600, awful in the 800, <sighs> When I say that I don't run more than 200 meters, I don't run more than 200 meters. I was the slowest from all the competitors. I would probably, my mom used to go faster than me and (laughs) walking. That's how bad I was. But I was, I've always been explosive. And I remember like um, in 2019, it was for conference and uh, our head coach, uh, coach Thomas Dibbon was like, like Daisy, uh, would you like to do eye jump to cover it for conference? And I was like, sure. And I competed uh, at about own meet. I did like shot put, then I jumped. No, I did Emmer, then shot put, then I jumped, then discus. And oh, wow. just to have a mark for conference, right? And then I remember that conference, it was the funniest thing ever. And um, I remember the, our, I, our, our jump coach, um, Coach Crystal, uh, she's not here no more and she's pregnant so hi because she was <laughs> <laughs> um, she was like you know what Daisy you know the ABC you just have to go there and jump just try to make all the jumps at the first one so that you can like gain points and I have no idea how I made that and I qualified for nationals too <laughs> and then I got second in, at the conference and everyone was just like why like all the I felt so bad for the eye jumpers. They were all like, why are you jumping, Daisy? And I was like, no, you know, just like that for fun. But my the the height I jumped at our own meet was like one meter 50. So it wasn't uh-huh. that high. And yeah. then I jumped one meter 72 there. And they're like, Daisy, can't you just go to discus and leave? <laughs> you're like, and off of our high jump. Man. Yeah, like I got possible. <laughs> and and again, I just had all my teammates there yelling my name, just hyping me up. And I was like, yes, I can jump that. And I did the 172 and I was like, Oh, it's still there. And then I tried to do like the 176, but I was like, oh no. I was literally looking at it in my face. I was like, no, I'm not in a jumper. Like I was able to like luckily do the rest, but it's enough. Gotcha. Wow. Have, so have you graduated from Angelo State? Yeah, I graduated with my bachelor's in criminal justice. Okay. And now I'm doing my master's in communication and I should graduate in December. Awesome. Okay. All right. So, all right. So you graduated. So I know you were thinking about Tokyo and getting ready for those Olympics and stuff. And then COVID hit, you hit your PR in 2019. What's been going on in your life since then? And and how are you preparing, you know, for 2021 in the Olympics? Uh, It's been hard. During the fall, I had the uh, opportunity to stay back home uh, with my family, just to like, you know, uh, Italy was differently impacted by the coronavirus. So uh, the department here of my master allowed me to stay back home and, you know, support my family while I was back there. And the coaches were like, we totally trust you. Uh, we, we know that you're going to train and you're going to come back here and do as best as you can for, for uh, conference and to help your teammates out. So during the fall, I stayed home in Italy. I trained with my coach uh, it wasn't easy because we were in quarantine. So sometimes mm. I would literally go train in our front yard, like in front of my coach's house. And it was like, just like the street or we went to the park and, you know, you couldn't move that much. And it was weird, but we made it work. 
So we were able to work on certain things. Gotcha. And, and now we just keep like following that, um, you know, that program we had. And I'm doing it here and I'm lucky to be here because it's definitely a better environment for me to train rather than back home because they're back in quarantine. So yeah, honestly, I keep saying that I'm blessed. I'm still alive. None of my close relatives have been impacted negatively or too negatively from the coronavirus. So I was still able to go on with my life, you know, just my school and my training. So yeah, I have nothing to complain. Do y'all, will you be required to go through like a qualifying? Do y'all like have a, like an Italy qualifying meet to put you into the Olympics or are you already set to go? Okay. So it works differently in all over the world, except the U S because you have some of the best uh, athletes in the world. And like your first 10 people in the ranking are qualified, have the direct mark. So you have to do trials in order to have a way yes. to choose who goes. In Italy, there are not that many people that qualify for the Olympics. So if you qualify, you go. <laughs> okay, okay. So if you meet the mark, you go. Okay. Yeah, if you hit the mark, you go. And three years ago, the uh, World Association like changed the the procedures to get to uh, to the Olympics. So there's ranking and also like the official mark. So if you're in the first 32, 33 in the world, uh, you automatically go. So um, of course I hope to like, it's the, the qualification mark, but in case I don't, I just hope to be in that bracket of people that automatically goes. So it's just complicated because that means you have to compete and like have the right points and- Gotcha. It's hard. Now, you've had one meet so far for opening up for this year, right? Yeah, Trinity. How was that? Uh, It was nice. It was was weird because I just was excited to compete. But at the same time, I was very nervous. I was, of course, scared to do bad as normal it is. So um, I remember my first throw was like a scratch. It just went super out of the left sector uh-huh. like literally i was having an event of my own with a, <laughs> with a line of with a sector of my own that how badly was and then my second throw wasn't as good too it was like a 50 meters and then my third throw was like come on girl like you train all this fall for what come on so i just i just relaxed and threw and i threw 61 and i was like oh no Oh no, this is not good. Having an, a season opener that is like this close from your personal record, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to give so much, you're going to put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. But still, I'm excited. That means that the work we did is it's coming. I love your passion and your excitement. So I'm curious, what is your like mental approach to every throw? Cause you, he asked you a question kind of about what you do when you don't have good throws, but just what do you do before you step in the ring? Honestly, I try to relax. I try not to think too hard on, on what's going on. Cause as I said earlier, I'm very strict. I expect the best for myself a lot. And I have to learn that I'm a human being. I'm not going to do my, like, I'm not going to PR every meet. I've spoiled myself with that. Like, I feel like I have to do I have to PR every week. I have to be the best athlete every week. And that's not true. Anything can happen, weather, um, health, and whatsoever. So I have to learn to understand my body and know my limits in a certain meet. And I know I, I know that I don't have to put pressure on myself. Like when I compete, uh, I do it because it's fun for me. It's not something that I'm forced to do. So if I come up from the ring and I'm not happy, because of like, you know, um, expectations that I had that I wasn't able to fulfill, that's wrong. Because my first expectation is to have fun, be happy, have a good time. So if I'm able to have fun, have a good time, but maybe like, you know, win or whatsoever, the mark doesn't come, fine. Just work on the, on the things that went wrong, reset the other stuff and work on those things. So awesome. I just had to grow mentally and be more mature. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So okay. after you get your master's, are you planning to move back to Italy and throw, try to throw professionally or will you try to stay in the States? Kind of what's the plan even post Tokyo? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. I swear like um, education has always been my thing. 
And as I said before, I transferred and I was in law school. So I still have some years of law school. Uh, I was thinking of going back home to Italy and finish my law school degree. And, but at the same time, keep going with track because I feel like it's, it's part of me. Like, I feel like I can't live it anymore. And I just, yes, I'm probably going to go back home to Italy, but if something makes me stay in the U.S., I'll stay. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? (laughs) A cowboy with wranglers and ropers out in St. Angelo. I don't know. Anything, anything. I got, we have to ask this. Something. We have to ask this. Because my wife loves to two step. Do you have you been taught how to two step since you've been in San Angelo? Okay, I did a little, but I'm still bad. But I got uh, last weekend. I bought my first two pairs of like uh, uh, bell jeans, the jeans. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, I'm ready. I have my boots. Do you really? Good for you. I'm ready. I'm ready. Before I leave the U.S., I'll have to uh, learn it. I'm going to probably post a video and send it to you guys and be like, yes, please do. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. Do you, so are you listening to more country music now than you ever have? I am. I am because of, the, <laughs> of my, my friends, uh, the, the throwers, they're a very wonderful family for me. Um, they are supportive. They are the right amount of crazy uh, they good. push me uh, to do more and they also teach me uh the the country life so you know uh i learned how to eat and love deer meat and uh, oh good for you yeah and uh what else like uh beef jerky i love beef jerky the spicy one now have you been hunting or fishing i went fishing i'm i'm glad that i didn't fish myself out of the water (laughs) it was a mess uh i've never went hunting uh, okay kind of, i'm kind of scared to do that but i got gotcha. you they took me around i was able to like learn how to like you know protect myself the country style and gotcha. you know, shoots and stuff like that so that was fun that was really fun oh, wow good have, so have you tried some good are you a barbecue fan now you oh, like barbecue yeah i love barbecue good okay i do i mean i was back home but it's different like yes uh, it's, uh, I love barbecue sauce too. Like that's how <laughs> that's how they ruined my mind. Maybe all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of barbecue sauce being shipped from San Angelo to Italy. Honestly, <laughs> it's very possible, and you know I've learned to love my howdy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome this we, is great i love your passion and yeah thank you yeah it's just it's catching it's contagious yeah i i was actually at the texas relays when you t- won texas relays and oh. i can and i and what was so amazing is that discus went right down the right sector yeah and, and we the guy that i was sitting with going did she just throw that far down the right sector and we were like, wow, if that had went straight, how far would that have been? <laughs> yeah. Literally, it did this. And I was like, oh. And I remember Tony around and Coach Nate was like, this girl, and she's going to give me a heart attack. <laughs> I know. Uh, but you, Yeah, it was amazing. You're you're a heck you. of an athlete. And what a heck of a story. I've kind of followed you from afar. And I just applaud you for, for coming to San Angelo, Texas, to represent Angelo State. And what you've done there is amazing. Just because it's a D2 school doesn't mean that you can't throw far and you've done that and you've thrown farther than a lot of people that's went D1 that's not even having near the career that you have. So that's a much contribute to you and your success. Thank you very so, much. And work I just, I just owe so much to the program. They gave me, not only they gave me an education, I'm going to leave this place with two degrees, but they gave me, they made me learn a lot about myself, about the event and just gave me the right atmosphere that helped me to, you know, do good. Like yeah. no matter what happens, there was a team of people that supports you. Every <laughs> stock says they're there with me. It's just wonderful. We're a little reality because really we're D2, but we just have so many talents and we're really nothing less than a D1. Just yeah. really got those yeah. letters. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 
I, and I became good friends in the last year or so with coach it was coach uh, Miller and he and what he's doing there yeah. recruiting wise is definitely you know better stands out compared to some of the schools and you know the Lone Star Conference for sure do you think I'm curious do you think you can throw 70 meters maybe if maybe. I if I have the next 10 years I mean yeah. I don't I'm very very um I don't know. I uh, scaramancia. We say scaramancia. Like I do not like talking about things. Gotcha. Okay. okay. You don't have to answer. What, yeah. what's... But I don't know. You may never know. Like sky is the limit. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw. Yeah. Right. What's the national record for uh, for women's discus in Italy? What's the national record? Uh, sixty-three meters fifty. Sixty-three okay. meters fifty. Yeah, okay. and it was made by Agnese Maffei's in nineteen ninety-six, the year I was born. Okay. Nineteen ninety-six. All right. Uh, All right. Next time I see you, you better broken that record. So. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Pray. Sure. Do anything you have to do. I don't know, but I hope so. I hope so. Like I really. I I think we can, but at the same time, you never know. It could rain. It could. Yeah. Oh no, we're in Texas. You can have a yeah. you can have snow. It, yeah, and then be eighty degrees the next day. Oh, so. I got a, I got a question. So it being, I'm guessing you've never been in a tornado in Italy when you came to Texas, right? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> what was that first time like of being in a tornado? Were you just I like, had, what is going on? My windows were like. <sighs> The blinds were going crazy, and I was in my room. If I die here, I was like, and I was trying to send messages to my parents, but like the internet wasn't working. And I was like, Mom, Dad, like if someone finds this phone, I love <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna give all my clothes to my sister. I'm gonna leave uh, leave my toys to my brother. I was like, no. And I was like, ah, oh, this is not like this is real. It's not just in the movies of like yeah. the Olympic movies, like. And the next day, you just saw people going around normally with shorts. And I was like, did you guys see what happened? Yes, like, <laughs> no one just cares. You're going down, like, around the streets, like, uh-huh. okay, America. <laughs> you yeah. guys are used to a lot crazy of crazy Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't say that. I'm just... <laughs> Confirming. Yeah. yeah well, now I think you're a Texan. Now you you got a name Daisy, which I think is very fitting to be in Texas. So you're a Texan now. Thanks. I'll tell my dad that he had the yeah exactly. Life choice. You know, thank you so much for being on. God bless you. Go get your goals. We look forward to seeing you in Tokyo. We'll be cheering you on. Yeah. All right. Tell thank Coach Miller I said much. hello and thank you and God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Daisy. Go get those records. Bye. Thank thank you. You. We think uh, Daisy. Osaka way for being on the podcast. What, what a just bubbly, friendly, outgoing person. Uh, I just, I, I know she's going to reach all her goals and, and I, I would be so happy to watch her make the finals in Tokyo this year. Um, just the trials and tribulations that she's experienced, but just to kind of just go with the flow type mentality. Yeah. She is beautiful. Number one yes, and has gorgeous. beautiful inside and out and just a great perspective on throwing, on life, on failure, mm -hmm. on just everything. She often said, just wipe it clean, just hit reset, just move on. She said that several times. So that right there is gonna help her to be to be successful. For sure, and, and she has. Yeah, <laughs> and more successful. Yeah, yeah. And just also too, just the collaboration of coaches yeah. and coaches working together to, to have a common goal for her success. A lot of times, you have conflict between coaches and coaches butt heads and this coach wants to have control or his way and personalities get in the way and all it does is really hurt the athlete and affect their performance and hats off to her coach back in Italy and coach Nate that she had and even watch watch coach Tim Miller's doing now that everybody's collaborating and working together to do what's best for Daisy and it kind of takes a teamwork you know takes a village, so to speak. And, and they're definitely doing that to her best interest to be successful. And they're putting egos and all that stuff to the side. And I love too how she said, you know, she doesn't lift a ton of weights. Yeah. She works with her natural characteristics, like her natural given God-given body and talents to work more on sprinting and her explosive part of her throw. Yeah. So I, I like that part of it too. Yeah, I, 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 was, I wish it would be cool if somebody would have stayed in Texas 
could go from the state of Texas to Italy to throw. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I want to go to Italy to throw and and stay over there. (laughs) She's just an amazing athlete. You get a high jump, she probably could have... Here, take a pole vault. Yeah, that's that's true. That's and definitely been true. willing. Yes, so. for sure. Well, we wish Daisy the best. Uh, great luck and uh, success in Tokyo. We know you will. We'll see y'all down the road. Hey, guys, this is Janelle. Just giving another quick shout out to our amazing sponsors for season three. We want to thank Texas Track and Field Coaches Association. Go to ttfca.org and check them out. Um, lots of updated stuff for our track season that's currently going on. Go to fourthrows.com where you can get some great quality implements. Remember to use the code TALKINGTHROWS20 to get 20% off at fourthrows.com. And go to PortaCircle. Porta-Circle.com is making throwing more accessible. If you'll use the code TALKINGTHROWS10, you can get 10% off. And then Ready Up Athletic Development for those of you in the Austin area. Um, go check them out. You go to readyupad.com or contact Zach Phillips. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook. And then we want to also shout out to Big Frogs of Colleyville, who does all of our printing and embroidery for us. So go check them out at Colleyville at BigFrog.com. Thank you guys so much for downloading and um, subscribing to our podcast. Leave us a review anytime you want to. We love all the feedback. Thanks again.